Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Here we go, here we go. It's it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It is it is the the uh eleventh, twelfth oh shit. You had some sugar. Twelfth of May. I've had an excess tea. I was I was at tea capacity. I was sat capacity. Sat yeah. Sat tea rated, I was gonna say, yeah. And <laughs> not quite as good. No, <laughs> no, capacity was good. And um I pushed for one more, Dave. I'm not gonna lie to you. I went downstairs, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have one. Hang on, how many cups of tea have you had? The bearing in mind we're recording this at eleven AM. How mm. many cups of tea have you had? Do you want the honest truth? Yes. Well yes. Four. Four? Four. You mad bastard. And, and a cup of coffee. So I've had five hot drinks. Are you shitting me? No, I'm going to be pissing you, though, because I'm absolutely... It's like a horse at the moment. Constant flood of water. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's wild. That is absolutely wild. It's an adventure. Yeah, yeah, it is fucking great. I love it. Talk me through this, because I feel like... I mean, I feel a bit... The risk of accidentally therapising you here. Like, I'm, I wonder... I'm, I'm slightly, isn't that worrying? I can talk you through my strategy. Strategy. Yep. So I, well, don't forget, Dave, uh, the day for me is 11am. Now, for you, you're, you're five minutes into the day, so that'd be one cup of tea per minute. But for me, Dave... Excuse me, been on an hour-long walk with the dog so far? Have you really? This is why I'm glad yeah. the dog is back in your life. That is great for you. Yeah, um, getting out of bed and everything. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, great, by the way, great footage on, on your Instagram of a dog eating cardboard. Huge fan of that. <laughs> you are going to pick up some serious followers, Dave. Forget trying to write your pithy things. Just video your dog and watch the Should big I? bucks here's, rolling. So, here's, here is what I'm, I've been pondering. Should I get my dog an Instagram? No, no, that makes you an idiot. No, no. I, I disagree. So I've resisted it because my instinct is idiocy, right? Mm-hmm. But people that I know have done it mm-hmm. haven't paid for dog food, toys, clothes, anything, anything dog, for yeah. your dog mm. since they did it. Because all these brands reach out to them and go, do you want some free stuff and put it on your Instagram? Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, Dave, do you really want to sell out your, your dog's brand? Is that what you want yes, to do? Yes, okay, fine. Yeah, but do it, do it, yeah. <laughs> I want him to be an actor as well, so I can just put him in the in the movies. Oh yeah! Oh god! With a bit of work now, I could just live off my dog for the rest of the life. Getting a dog in a movie is a lifetime ambition of mine as well. But I would say the problem with that is any film I watch that is older than ten years old and there's a dog in it, I do spend a lot. I get a bit. You know, like my mum used to do this when she was watching Dad's Army. She used to watch Dad's Army and go, "He's dead." He's dead, uh, yeah. and now I do it with any animal I see. Uh, that, that, that dog will be dead. See that? See that? Dead. Dog's dead. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Really, so it's it, very sad. It's Marley and me, looking at it. Marley and me, yeah. Several dogs played Marley. They're all dead. Like, oh, come on, mate. It's just sorry. It's just the way my brain works. Can I? Sorry, Dave. Can I get back to the tea, mate? Because that's really sorry, what this podcast yeah. is all about. <laughs> yeah. Cabin Tiva. So, um, mm. I started my day at five to six this morning. So my first tea was imbibed by five past six and that just that didn't even touch the sides so i went oh by the way can we talk about the phrase touch the sides please can you write that down 
Yep. Touch the sides. I so you, we're talking. We're using tea as a basically a, 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 a Kickstarter drug at this stage. Right? Oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's more yeah. important than opening my eyes. Yeah. The mouth opens before the eyes on a on a morning if you wake Fine. up this time. Um, so I've had one cup and then oh, it's not enough. I've had two. Right, so that's two in already. By this stage, it's quarter past six. Bloody Nora. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Maybe 20 past six. Um, then I went and watched The Simpsons with the kids. Had a great time, mate. They watch The Simpsons all the time now. It's Lockdown great. life is great, isn't it's it? It's so good. Uh, and then I had my uh, third cup, probably just after about half seven. That's like an hour. That's an hour's gap there. And then I had my uh, coffee at about half past eight. Right, did a bit of work, edited my podcast, My Mate Bought a Toaster, out tomorrow. And then I went for one more tea at the beginning of this. So that takes you through my morning's hot drinks uh, drinking. There you go. You sort of you have actually trailed off, haven't you, since you, you, a real early uh, onrush of caffeine there. Mm-hmm. I flattened the curve. I flattened the hot drink curve. So, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, it's been a good morning. And for me, Dave, that's very much par. That's very much standard. That's what I will... That's that's what I'll have. And how does the curve talk me through the curve from now on, being eleven fifteen a.m. to 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 whenever you go to bed? Which, as, as far as I can tell, for you, it's six p.m. Yeah, correct. Uh, if I'm staying up to watch something, it's seven. But yeah, so I will <laughs> the one show exactly. I will um, make well, no, if it's the one show at seven thirty, or unless I watch a repeat of yesterday's. Anyway, <laughs> so I'll maybe make a tea after lunch, a little cup of tea after lunch. It's good for the digestion, and then maybe I'll have an afternoon cup of tea at maybe three or four. Right, so it does trail off considerably. Oh, yeah, then I'm out. Then I'm out. But that, you're still... Oh, yeah, then I'm done. So you're looking at... Maybe one more coffee. You're looking at six, maybe seven cups of tea a day. That's quite a lot, isn't it? That is a lot, but that 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 sounds okay to me. Six or seven a day. It was more that you've done five in before 11am. That's what... It's very, it's mm. very top-heavy, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know... That's good. It's fine. Don't you worry. I'm not judging. You know, you take your antidepressants first thing. You don't. You don't drip feed your antidepressants over the course of the day, do you? You got to get those drugs, those those happy drugs in your system, and that's what tea is for me. If I don't have them, then there'll be tears. I'm trying to work out which is worse: <laughs> the sort of huge undermining of mental health issues or the tea pun. <laughs> belittling mental health issues dave you've likened tea to anti to, to serious antidepressant drugs not everyone's on antidepressants there's nothing nothing uh i'm not there's no levity with antidepressants they're a serious thing anyway and a very good thing too can i just dial back a sec to the phrase touch the sides yes dial away a a prominent news presenter was on five live the other day a service provided by the bbc who i am not affiliated with <laughs> He says bitterly. And, yeah, sadly. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> like Partridge running down past the, all the people at the end of that episode. Look at you on your gravy train. Um, we're not on the gravy train. We're very much on the wagon. The wooden, crappy, horse-drawn wagon of podcasting. Um, and this prominent news analyzer said, these measures won't even touch the sides. Now, uh, on daytime radio, I was alarmed by this because in my head, the phrase touching the sides means having and I'm, I, I this is the only meaning surely for touch the size is it's sexual one isn't it is it well what the, what the, what kind of filthy sort of interpretation have i given of this phrase all the time i've always thought it doesn't even touch the sides means it's a not it's not a big enough m- member no no i mean i understand i, I absolutely yeah, yeah i don't need to el- i don't need to elaborate on that but that's what i thought touch the sides meant if it doesn't mean that dave what does it mean I I I I thought it was sort of like you've eaten you've you've not eaten enough so it doesn't even touch the sides of your stomach. 
No, I don't think that is it. I think, no, I mean, maybe. So, so the first cup of tea doesn't even touch the sides. So it's sort of just. God, I'm, I feel awful now. I've given. Oh, hang this- on, no, no, touch the sides of your mouth. Okay, it's the same sort of vibe. So mm. it's, yeah, you just sort of you wolf it down. It doesn't even touch the sides of your mouth. Right, right. Again, but that could be. A bit cocky, couldn't it? <laughs> there's, there's definitely a few different interpretations, but you have to go to Urban Dictionary mm. before you get a P and V reference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you have to go to Urban Dictionary before you get a dirty reference, that usually means that's not the official one. You oh, know? well, that's a relief because I was. Oh, okay, okay. Is it possible to to um, call back an email you've sent to the BBC Complaints Department? <laughs> <laughs> Retract my points of view. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, everyone. Thought they were talking about dicks. Um, Dave, Tom, lots of lovely, uh, lots of lovely messages as ever on our Twitter account. Good one from uh, Pablo. Uh, when I because we were talking about uh, catchphrases that you have at work. Oh yes, of course we were. Yes. So mine at the moment is Abba's on the way. After this, that's what I'm doing a lot of uh, over at Magic. <laughs> It's not really a catchphrase, is it? It's not really a catchphrase, it's just words I say. Well, okay, words I use at work a lot. Anyway, Pablo said, when I used to work on the help desk for a certain uh, citrus fruit named mobile network, I mean, mate, you can you can say orange now because they've, they've become EE, haven't they? So it doesn't really matter. Mm. You can name, name, name and shame. I'd end my calls with any questions, qualms or queries, don't hesitate to call us back. What a tit. That's his, his tweet says, what a tit. I'm not saying what a tit. God, what a twat. <laughs> so that's good. Any questions, qualms, or queries? Don't hesitate to call us back. Should we? We should end the podcast without stage, shouldn't we? Really? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you do okay. say um, call us quite often before you say the Twitter number, don't you? Yeah. Give us a bell. Dial up. Dial this number now on your Twitter. Um, I, I quite like that. And I, I, does that is something that's always annoyed me is when you're at the end of a long protracted uh, phone call with a you know like a broadband supplier and they say the is there anything else I can help you with today and you're like well what the f- what am I going to say yeah, I've got an ear infection I'm jamming my phone against my ear to you for the last four yeah it's minutes. A, it's a weird way of signing off because imagine you just rung up for something and you'd forgotten to ask for the thing you know like oh my broadband's down I'll call BT yeah and then I've just had a chat about how many cups of tea I've had today and then at the other like oh well, that was a nice chat uh, thanks BT very much is there anything else oh yeah my broadband yeah sorry forgot about the broadband you know why. <laughs> Why would I? That's the only reason I fucking called you. Yeah, yeah. I've not called you for anything else apart from the one thing you supply. It's really weird. And have you have you ever found yourself in a situation where you said, "Yeah, well, actually, I need to talk about my mobile phone network as well." Like it's just never happens. You never say, "Actually, yeah, there are two reasons I phoned today." It's only ever one thing, and you don't you don't leave a mechanics do you when your car's been MOT'd and they don't turn to you and say, "Anything else we can help you with today?" Well, no, I hope not. You've just been looking at my f- fucking car. No, I don't think there is anything. Is there? It's weird. It makes you feel paranoid. The problem with these little flights of fancy is that what we've now got ourselves into is effectively a, a sort of quite a mundane stand-up routine observational comedy thing, but we haven't written it, so it's quite a yeah. low-quality one, isn't it? That's yeah, what, that's yeah, what yeah, I've yeah. realised. Well, to us, when I write them, they just get worse. <laughs> so the, the first thought is always the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then they just go gradually down. You, you don't leave a, a, a doctor's. Oh, there you go. Is there a, anything else I can help you with? And I say, yeah, my, my broadband, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, that's great stuff. Shall I put a sting in to make that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a sting. I'd say if there's quite a relief, really, that there's no audiences at the moment. Yeah. To do li- live shows, too. It really reduces the amount of uh, awkward situations around those sorts of routines. There's a it? lot of stand-ups doing live gigs on online, but with no audience. And it's... You know, there is no, nothing more brutal than the, the decade of my life that I spent doing stand-up to live audiences. Because, my God, they 
they tell you when you're being a prick you know or just not very funny they're a very efficient feedback system and so doing stand-up yeah. doing stand-up without them you're basically it's a podcast isn't it essentially it's what a podcast is you are welcome everybody <laughs> sorry guys just wheeling out some new material so touching the sides yeah that's going pretty well I'll, I'll close with that um dave can i tell you why i'm excited this week why i'm very excited uh you can and i know a lot of our listeners will be as well Finally, it's back on the cards. It looks like golf is going to be back in my life and yours from tomorrow. Is that genuinely true? Yes, 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 please. So, you can play golf. It's got to, If you're going to play with anyone else, it has to be with someone in your household. So, going to take the dog. Normally, when you play golf, you play in up to groups of four. Uh, but now you can only play in those groups of your household or just you. So, essentially, it's going to be a lot of people playing by themselves. Uh, and it looks like golf courses are going to be open. You're not allowed to touch the flag. So when you put the ball in, you just got to go and get the ball out from the cup at the bottom without putting the flag out. And then actually, if you think about it, you are just, you're not really making contact with anything or, or anyone. So, yeah, but this goes back to the whole problem. Is like, would we call that a nest? You're leaving your house then. Yes. For a very unnecessary, I would argue, reason. Well, you say unnecessary, but my handicap is slipping up, so I really need to... I've got to keep it in single figures. How you get, how's you, how you get into the golf? I'm going to get an ambulance to take me up there. <laughs> what I'm going to do is set fire to the golf course, then go and stand near a fire station, and then just jump on the back of the... I don't know, Dave. I'm going to... I'm probably going to get... Actually, that is true. I'm going to... Because I don't have a car, so I'll probably get one of those little car hire things. Oh, but one of those little car hire things that loads of people with yeah. potentially uh, coronavirus get every day. Yeah, there's an element of risk involved there, isn't there? So there's a huge oh, element of risk involved there. Dave, yeah, don't yeah. talk me out of golf. Don't... Well, I will, actually, but for the, for the, for, for the sake of, of, of this podcast getting all very serious, this I, I feel like this is the entire problem with Boris's whiffly, waffly oh, nonsense... My. God, it was unbelievable. Well, all, all, all that's happened now is that things are open and therefore people are like, well, we should probably go to the things mm. because then the people will make the money from doing the things and I enjoy doing the things. But yeah. ultimately, the reality is, and we'll talk about touching the sides and penises again very shortly, <laughs> but ultimately, the reality is every time you leave your house, yeah, it's a risk. Like yeah. you touch the, the front door... 10 people could have touched that your postman could have touched it like 100 people like that's it you're done as soon as you leave yeah. the house that's a risk and that, that's why this is absolute nonsense i unwillingly agree with you but golf is really important and it's very i tell you what here we go here we go it's very good for my state of mind dave so it'll keep me happy which is really important well i mean maybe for you yeah but i'll be honest i don't care about that i mean it is yeah look it's not going to go well because if i go and play golf i'm going to be away for the best part of five hours from my wife and children and the the real danger is not that I'll get killed by Corona, that I'll get killed by Beth when I get back. Yes. That is the risk. And and the odds on that are much, much, much higher than yeah. getting Corona. So will I do it? Probably not. Well, I, okay, here's what I probably like. I probably like the idea that I now can if I want to. Yeah, and yeah, I get, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, I'm going to get angry if we carry on talking about this, I think, in general. Because that is the that is the problem, isn't it? Mm. It would be well, Don't give to, people any freedom. It's just the point that you can if you want to means that you are inevitably going to want to and then for mm. people are going to start doing more and more stupid things and therefore we're just all going to be You must home. feel very frustrated though because you are by your own private golf course aka Westfield Shopping Centre where you live and if I live by Westfield I mean that's just like I'd spend all my time I love it so much I love it, I love it, I love it I love the slack-jawed befuddlement of wandering around a shopping centre just I'm, that's one. Do you know what? Suddenly, that's rocketed to the top of my list of things I'm going to do when this is over. I'm just going to go and stare at endless shit in shops. Probably not buy anything. So don't you don't you feel with that on your doorstep? Aren't you like frustrated? Aren't you desperate to get out there and and you know look in the window of Oaxaca before eating all of Oaxaca? <laughs> I do miss Oaxaca. That is my main one. Yeah. 
Yes, I know. I'd say I've kind of settled into this lockdown life, but I, I just think, like, I think it's, it, it is this thing, and let's let's immediately stop talking about it now because it will get boring <laughs> and tedious for people listening who just want a bit of levity from this. But I do think that, like, it's uh, just another month or two or whatever of just doing absolutely fucking nothing mm. is better than us going around in circles for the next five years where they go, oh, do you remember that time we opened all the golf courses? Mm. Turns out that means uh, everything's closed for a year now because some people that you know it's that isn't it it's just going to go round and round and round yeah. like germany eased lockdown four days ago i think the um, numbers have started to go up already uh they, they spiked immediately like of course they fucking did like it's not rocket science i don't understand why anyone's claiming it's anything other than the most like simple basic problem do you know what i mean yeah yeah god dave we've gone really serious there yeah do you know what you are mate what you're you're looking like a true survivor look like a true survivor well, currently, I'm Dildandan, and I want to... I'm Dildandan! I want to Dildand. You want to be Dildando? I, I want to... No, 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 the opposite. Quite the opposite, quite the opposite. <laughs> um, see, if, if only Boris had come out last night and done that, sat with the piano, started bashing away. Hey, look here, look here. Uh, if you want to survive this, you've just got to stay indoors, and that way you'll be... Look like a tool I'd have done what you said. Just play that, just play that for your seven minutes, instead of saying nothing. He did Wiffle Waffle. Um, talking of Wiffle Waffle, should we move on with the next segment of today's Cabin Fever? One time sting, please. Bam, 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 bam. Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont and this is Crime Club, the podcast where I talk to people who have done terrible, terrible things, either immoral or illegal. Ideally both. Oh, fucking hell, mate. That's Crime Club. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Where is he? Come on, bring I've him. I've just summoned him, I've just summoned him, I've just summoned him. Cornelius Day. <laughs> the best day of the week. Cornelius Day is back with us. Hello, Cornelius. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Tom? Very good. Thanks, mate. Top. Wonderful. Top. I'm absolutely top form as Why the listeners. Ask me how I am. Hang on, Dave. I'm still talking, mate. It's pretty, you know, who gives a shit? I am on top form as the listeners who've listened to the podcast so far will tell you. I am great. <laughs> 
Uh, why have you asked me how I am, Cornelius? I live with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you don't care how I am. No, I do. When you see each other in the morning, right? When one of you's finally got up and yeah. you bump into each other for the first time, do you say in the morning? Well, okay, fine. When you see, <laughs> do you say how, how do you sleep? Sleep all right? Because I miss that about flatmates. Because my wife and I don't really say that to each other. Sleep all right? That's a real sort of flatmates thing. We've never said that. No, I don't think. I think we say, "How are you?" Yeah. Or, How's it going? How's it going? But not do you sleep? Or- hey, Con, did you sleep all right? Um. Yeah, I had a weird dream. Oh, that's why you shouldn't have asked that question. Don't ask that question. No. What was it about? Uh, just my laptop fell in the swimming pool. In the dream. Yeah. All right, and then what happened? I dried it out. <laughs> That's <laughs> not a great dream, is no, it? No, it's weird though. Yeah, it does sound weird. But, I mean, that's really evidence of why you should never ask that question. How do you sleep? The answer is either always yes, aka a-, a pointless and redundant conversation, or no, in which case it invites further conversation that you don't really care about. That's that's how I feel about the question. Mm. I've started walking out the room halfway through a conversation with my wife now. That's the stage we've got to. She was telling me about something yesterday, and I just I was looking at my phone. I just walked off when she was still talking. That's not good, <laughs> is it? That's poor social. No, it sounds like you're going to get a divorce. Yes, mate. <laughs> yes, come on. Um, lockdown's let, finished. Do you want me to let your kids know? Uh, yeah, 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 that's good. Actually, Dave, could you write a song about uh, <laughs> mum and dad living apart? That'd be really helpful. <laughs> there is a pop song about that. Is there? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Bear with me. Oh, that's wonderful. It's, it goes, sometimes mums and dads fall out of love. Sometimes mums and dads fall out of love. Something like that. Uh, the song is called "When You Love Someone" by James T. W. Oh wow! Can we can we play a bit wow. of that, Dave? What's our licensing agreement with James T. W.? Uh, I don't think I don't think we uh, necessarily have one. Sometimes mm. I can read you some of the lyrics though. Sometimes mums and dads fall out of love. Mm. Sometimes two homes are better than one. Oh yeah. Sometimes good. some things you can't tell your sister because she's still too young. Yeah, you'll understand when you love someone. I mean, to be fair, mum and dad not loving each other and having two homes, that's just sort of growing up in Monmouth. You know, that's what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> For the wealthy, that's surely... Wow. That's not what second home means. <laughs> oh, okay, right, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant... <laughs> that's not what they're taxing. Oh, okay, I thought that was like, we've got the place in Devon. I mean, they, no, they fucking hate each other. Uh, nightmare. They'll never get divorced. Sometimes two homes are better than one. Yes, daddy, you're quite right. Uh, should we talk about the bill? Yes, please. It's the bill choose. Tuesday, Cornelius Day, over to you. Is it, was it a belter? Well, a peek behind the scenes before we find out whether it was a belter, because uh, what time did you get to bed last night, Cornelius? I left Cornelius on the sofa about midnight, and then I think the last thing he said to me was, oh, shit, I've got to watch the bill before tomorrow <laughs> morning. Yes, but I watched it this morning instead. Ah, good. So I've only, so it's very fresh in my mind mm, as well. Lovely, it's a fresh bill. Uh, every, every week, Cornelius gives us the lowdown on the episode of the bill from this week. 10 years ago or however many bloody years ago it was um, we play Bill Bingo don't we Tom? Yes we do we have to uh, we have to guess the words that Cornelius might use during his description of this episode of the bill feel free to play along at home but obviously we can't hear you because it's a podcast not a phone call um, Dave uh, you got your three words ready? Yeah I keep trying to look at Cornelius' yeah, he's, phone he's, he's cheap but he's cheating. very he's very uh, strict on it I'm gonna put uh, don't tell us the words don't, don't tell us don't tell us oh yeah 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 that's right mm-hmm. It's hard to know what... We're not allowed names, are we, of like the characters no. that are going to be in it? And no. That would be stupid. And you're not allowed to use words which were successful in weeks gone by. Dave, you can't use none. Tom, you can't use HIV. I can use none, because none has yet to uh, provide fruit. Uh, well, a none won't provide fruit. She's That's part of the 
part of the deal. Part of the deal, isn't it? With, with Big G. But no, but there was a nun. The reason I put nun every week is because there was a nun in the first couple of episodes and I've now committed to it in the way that you commit to lottery numbers. And if, if none does come up and I've not got it, I'll be livid. So one of my three will always be none. I don't mind telling you that for free. All right, okay. so none's in. Okay, um, Con, over to you. Let's do this. Okay, so this is series, uh, sorry, series 19, episode 12. And the first bit of excitement came in the credits, guys, at the top of the show. Hello, the walking. Because it's produced by Tom Cotter. Yes! Oh, Huge news. What? Father of Andrew Cotter, grandfather of Olive and Meeble. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely delightful. So produced by Cotter. Oh, yes. my God. So we're on a Cotter production here. This is great news. And I must say, it is the best episode <gasps> of the series so far. Wow. Do you think we could get? Do you think we could get Andrew Cotter to to commentate on this episode of the Bill, sort of as a <laughs> some sort of family tribute, maybe to his? Dad. Yeah, why the hell not? He's um, in demand. It will cost you, I mm, imagine. Yeah, big big dollar. Um, all right then. So tell us about this this episode of the Cotter Bill. So you'll remember at the end of uh, last episode, well, basically during the last episode, that Eva uh, from uh, CID, her daughter went missing during an open day oh, yeah. at Sun Hill. Oh, that was, And she yes. has not been recovered. Okay. So we op- the opening shot is uh, Copper sort of scouring wasteland with sticks. Oh, okay. You know that they do like after about three days. Yeah. Of, so it's quite sad. She's been missing for less than three hours so far. Right. <laughs> but they pull out all the stops. Yeah, they're yeah. Like they're going, oh, we'll just immediately find a corpse. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, we start with a briefing. Not everyone signed into the open day we learned, so we don't have a full list of who was there. Uh, there's lots of door knocking. Uh, the good thing about this episode, by the way, is for once it has one central main story. Which is the door to go missing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Reg Hollis. Reg Hollis plays quite the part in this show yes he goes door to door um and he's very suspicious uh, we see him with one neighbor at first who has a small young child in her hand uh and that's fine um joanna is the name of the missing child and also eva uh, at one point tries to call joanna's mobile even though joanna's probably about seven and it's like 2003 she yeah. tries to call joanna's mobile that is weird isn't it and leaves a message I'll be a Nokia 3210. Then Eva's mum calls the landline, uh, as in Eva, and Eva shouts at her mum for blocking up the landline and says, call my mobile instead. Right. Uh, <laughs> a lot of sort of technical telephone chat, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Phone logistics. Classic yeah. Cotter episode, yeah. <laughs> then as soon as it's revealed that the little girl does have a mobile phone, the news of the world hack it. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A bit of out-of-date satire on uh, Cabin Fever. That's what we're all here for. I'm sorry, I just think it should close down. Uh, the gay sergeant. Uh, the gay sergeant. This is another sort of side story. Uh, the gay sergeant and Inspector Gold discuss Kerry's pregnancy again. The problem is, uh, Kerry hasn't officially told the station that she's pregnant. Gold immediately wants to put on, on restrictive duties to right. help just for safety. Yeah. Uh, so they come up with a plan to get Kerry to admit she's pregnant. Okay. Um, Reg Hollis is doing another door knock, and we get to a very suspicious couple. Oh. oh what, looking for Joanna? Yes. Reg, so Reg Hollis is after... I mean, yeah, knowing Reg Hollis, you wouldn't be that happy if you knew he was heading up the search for your child would you that's not no, great he's just doing the door knocking 
but that's fine. He's very suspicious of a couple. He reckons they're hiding something because there was a noise in the background. They were acting strange. He says, is anyone else in your house that we can talk to? They say no. He he then, they leave and he, and he goes to Luke, his partner, saying there's something going on behind that door, uh, which he then moves on from. But, <laughs> classic policing. Bit fishy over there. Should we go home? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mickey Webb throws a limp punch at a pap outside Eva's house. They search Joanna's room. Eva says she wants to do a TV appeal. Hollis asks a neighbour about the Clarks. That was the suspicious couple we oh, just yeah. met. Uh, apparently, they keep themselves to themselves. Pedos. Sorry, mate. Pedo alarm is going there. Oh, well. Uh, the only time uh, the lady smiles is when the neighbour's kid's about. So the only time Ooh. she'll ever see her, and she goes, oh, yeah. So oh, This is very bleak already. Isn't God. It? A shopkeeper is asked as well. Um, he's already heard the news. Uh, says he won't remember as lots of kids that age walk in and out of the shop alone all the time, which is worrying. But he offers up CCTV. Uh, then the the kid is on the CCTV. Oh, Joanna. Joanna is on the CCTV just about 20 minutes after. Just popped into the shop, actually, with a mobile phone yeah. to get, yeah. some, get some bits for the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Didn't absolutely. Big shop. Yeah. Eva volunteers a hairbrush and a list of what she's eating uh, to the investigation. Why? Uh, Hello. Oh. Hello, line. Fuck. Investigation. Shit. Debbie uh, tells Eva to take a step back from the case and think of herself. Mm. Gold eventually gets Kerry to admit... Uh, she's pregnant by telling her she's pregnant. <laughs> by going, I know you're pregnant. It's not the best plan her and Sarge came up with. Uh, she's now on restricted duty. More sticks, more stick searching this time, but this time in short grass, so completely pointless. <laughs> Some of them are on the road as well with sticks. It's great. Oh, I got something. Oh, no, it's just the road again. Uh, and then a jogger turns up who Luke knows. Luke goes, oh, have you seen this little girl? And the jogger clearly knows Luke. We know who Luke is. The groom from episode one who had the gay affair with Sarge. I've written, think they've been gay at each other. Right. (laughs) That's definitely the lingo. Yep. Okay. Uh, He offers to help the search. Um, Luke is a bit standoffish. Uh, Joanna is on the CCTV. We go on that. Uh, so hang on, the jogger has just been co-opted as a as a temporary policeman, right? Yes, pretty much. Cool, cool, but cool. there's other members of the community. That's quite common, I think. Fine, fine. Uh, Jack Meadows has drawn up a list of his favourite local sex offenders. Apparently, oh, favourite. <laughs> yeah, his favourite. Is it laminated? <laughs> oh, Kerry talks to the gay sergeant about looking forward to having a family. Reg Hollis knocks on the door of the suspicious couple again. So they're sending Reg back in, are we? He barges his way in and there's an old lady in there, which is the opposite of a young lady. Mm, Uh, She gives some lip to the young copper, who again is Luke. (laughs) She goes, you can call me Madge, but you can call me Mrs. Cartwright. (laughs) Wow, very formal. She has dementia. uh, So basically it's hard to get information out of her. But it's very clear that the couple there do not want the police talking to her. And occasionally she just says, secrets lead to trouble. Great catchphrase. And then she says, child, no, I should keep my trap shut. Wow. Oh, God, it's getting spicy. This isn't it. And she says, those two there, they're wicked, pointing at the couple. That feels incriminating, doesn't it? She says, if we're going to talk, we should have a nice cup of tea. And then we break from that. The gay sergeant meets the jogger and questions Luke about him. He's straight on it. He's like, what are you doing with that other gay man? 
Okay. Great. Okay. Back to the house. Hollis is uh, has worked out from what the mother said that this couple they aren't married. Ooh. Because very, very the lady said, "Me and their father, mm. they're a brother and sister couple." Oh. oh. I did not see oh. that coming. And the child she was referring to was the incest baby Bridget. Oh. That's why they were being so cagey. Incest baby Bridget. Yes. Ah, with all of the thumbs. Yes, oh. all of the thumbs. Big ears and cross-eyed. Ah, oh, what is so is there an incest baby that that is a that we don't, is we a, don't meet the incest baby at all, actually. So I don't know if they gave it away or what, but plot wise, that younger. is a classic cotter pivot, isn't it? To go from a, a, <laughs> a hunt for a possibly abducted child to incest. Reg Hollis discovering incest. Fuck! I couldn't believe it. I was like, this episode so far has been so one track and good. And then they're just like, no, just kidding, it's incest. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, they receive a caution. What? <laughs> That's I, all they get. Is that all, is that, is that all you get for incest? Good to know. Yeah, well, Hollis says it's uh, they've clearly been living with the guilt and it's not worth... Because uh, Luke's like, it's disgusting. Mm. Even though we know that Luke's been having extramarital affairs. So, you know. Right. Who's one to talk? Are we, are we sort of comparing Yeah, like I wouldn't compare extramarital <laughs> affairs to incest, but okay, sure. It's 2003, remember. Oh, yeah, different times, yeah. Yes. Okay, fine. Uh, the jogger asks Luke why he didn't call. They are then interrupted by Sarge. Uh, Sarge says, oh, you're going to bring a child into this world, are you? So the sweet shop, which the CCTV, basically the only lead they have so far, that's in a different direction to all of Joanna's haunts. Right. Then Eva realises that she could be heading to her uncle's, the dad's brother, Anthony. Eva then confides in Debbie in a toilet that she's scared. A press officer comes in and says that the video appeal to take place at 6pm, only six hours after this lady's gone missing, this girl's gone missing. That's work, isn't it? Is to come from Scotland Yard because of the politics about the child going missing from Sunhill. Mm. At the end of the search, uh, the jogger asks Luke if they can talk. He says no. Mm. D.I. Nixon, D.I. Nixon, by the way, is heading up the whole thing. Okay. uh, uh, For this episode, at least. She asked Gold to lead the press conference. The jogger approaches Luke again. He was hiding behind a, a police van. Is he still jogging? Uh, no, but he's still in all his gear. Mm. Uh, he says he can't leave it like this, and they're clearly attracted to each other. Sarge looks on and witnesses hiding behind oh, another police van God. door. Kerry then walks out and sees Luke talking to the jogger. Kerry's Luke's wife, right? Yes. God, Dave, you are keeping up with this. I didn't have a clue who she was. She basically is like, oh... That's just my husband talking to a witness or something. That's fine. Then the next scene, uh, it goes away to something else that I didn't write down. Then we come back and Sarge opens with the line to Kerry. Sorry, I didn't want to be the one who told you Luke is gay. So I'm glad you saw it for yourself. Oh my God. So he basically has told her because she didn't suspect it. Mm. Kerry knows Sarge isn't saying the whole truth as well. But she says she's going to ask Luke. We then finish on the press conference where there's all, it's just really good acting and no drama, I'd say, if you get what I mean. Yeah. It's just a really well acted missing child press conference. Cotter's really taken uh, control of that scene. I've, I said, I've yeah. said done really well by Cotter and the team. Yeah. Very and well. then that's it. So the search will continue in the next episode. Well, I'll tell you what, it's taken 12 episodes, but I'm now 
I'm now actually hooked into the storyline. I really want to know what happens to Joanna. Yeah, yeah where on earth is she? For the first time, I'm genuinely interested in what's going to happen in the bill. You know what I think she's done? You know what I think she's gone? What? I think she might have gone to her uncle's house. <laughs> or maybe she's run off with her brother based on other plot developments. Oh, no. Her brother's still in the show. Okay. Her brother's younger and is currently at the Nans for dinner. Right. Mm. And we've, there's the one quick oversight is... There was no mention of the nun this week. Was, uh, no, no, no. There was no mention of the words fight, street, or lawyer, or drugs. I had no. Yeah, it just mm. wasn't that type of episode. No, we've missed. We've missed. It's just a classic <sighs> missing chart. Also, another subplot to this is Di Nixon, who's heading up the uh, Casey investigation. Apparently, she lost her daughter, <laughs> like in the last series. That feels irresponsible, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, thanks, Canadian. Come back next week. Thank you. Bye Thank bye, you. Everyone. Bye, Con. Bye. That was the bill. Tell you what, Dave, the bill's getting good, isn't it, in 2003? Yeah, really good. Really strong. Oof, looking forward to um, that. I'm into it now. I genuinely might even think about watching it. Forget <laughs> your, you know, Stranger Things or your Ozarks, you know, or your normal people box sets. Get stuck into the bill from the early noughties. It's all there. That was the door closing. Did yeah, you hear that? Yeah, just about got that. Sorry. Oh, there's That's a dog barking. Did you lovely, hear that? Lovely, authentic. It's time for me to go. Based on all of that, uh, all of the evidence available to me. The uh, the crib household is waking up. Uh, what with it being midday. Uh, Dave Crib, always a pleasure. Never a chore. Uh, have we got anything for people to call us up about? I th- I want to hear some more catchphrases from work. I quite like those. Sure. Give us a call. You know the Twitter number, and uh, we'll probably see you tomorrow. I reckon. Yes. All the best. So. Bye bye. <laughs> Cabin FEA3709 Oh 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 Cabin FEA3709 Oh 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 Cabin FEA3709 Oh 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 that's our Twitter name Don't talk to you tomorrow mate I'll be, oh. oh For fuck's sake Why do you always talk over that bit? It's one of the most important bits, the branding When you make decisions for your company You look for the no-brainers If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.